Welcome to Gallery Talks with Karen Tatro. I'm a spirit medium in the southern part of New Hampshire, and I travel hosting galleries in the homes of people, as well as publicly in businesses. Lately, I've had a lot of galleries that are open to the public for any of those that are listening and in the area. Uh, You're welcome to check out my website, which is karentatro.com. I have public galleries at some breweries and salons in Massachusetts. And also at some of my events, we're now adding galleries um, in the Dover, New Hampshire area and other parts of New Hampshire. So check it out if you'd like to attend a public gallery. So as you can probably hear, I am going for a walk and I've chuckled on my past gallery talks because I almost think that I need to switch it to gallery walks (laughs) because I always seem to be walking when I'm doing this. So today's story that I'm going to share is about a gallery that we did around three weeks ago and it was a public gallery and it was at a quaint little cafe we had a nice, nice group of people. And one of the spirits that came through was an older gentleman. And after described, um, you know, what he looked like, what he was showing me, and what he was saying, a person in the, the audience recognized him, and it was her husband. And this gentleman was a very prominent, community-oriented person in his town. Everybody knew him. He had a very successful restaurant, uh, second generation. The torch was passed to him. And he lived a very good life, running the restaurant and continuing the family legacy. And the torch was then passed to his daughter after his death. And he lived a good life, and he was very happy coming forward to talk to his wife about um, you know, their relationship and personal things. But he understood that... Often the pressures that we have to continue a legacy in the family it can be a family business. Um, it can even just be holding on to things that our parents have. And this has come up time and time again. I've had many galleries where people have come forward And have directly said, get rid of my stuff if you don't want it. You see, we live in the now. And we live in the physical. And so many things that we have. I mean, I can say for myself that I have items that were my grandmother's. I have some of her jewelry. I have a few of her rings. 
and some things that make me feel close to her when I wear them or when I look at them and I hold on to them. We all live in a time period where we have access to taking pictures, our phones, and there's so much value in that because it brings us right to that memory when we look at a photo. Well, personal items from people that we love has that same effect. We hold on to it because it's reminding us of special moments, special times, in that person. However, holding on to past loved ones, um, I'll say legacy in material objects, they don't want that to be a burden. Because for them, they're in spirit now. And so much of the physical things of living doesn't matter anymore. Doesn't matter anymore. So here's this man, and he, um, it, it was very emotional because I could feel the emotion coming from him. And of course, I started crying, and, um, and that makes everybody, we all start crying. Because he was really sincere in wanting to make sure that he knew that that was his own personal obligation to keep the family business going. That was his obligation. And it was his passion to carry it on from his father. And he ran a successful restaurant for many, many years. I'm not sure the total, but many years. This man lived a pretty full life. But he didn't want his daughter to feel forced to keep it going. And he was pretty funny about it. He even chuckled because there was that part of him that was still like, you know, but if she wants to, <laughs> that kind of a thing. A um, little bit still of that human, of the human emotions of, Oh, well, I do want her to still keep it going. But then I don't want her to. Because his reality was, if her heart is in it, and she wants to keep the business going, he was giving her, in essence, the freedom and the permission to do what makes you happy. Don't do it for me. Don't hold on to it for me. And the wife totally understood that message and explained that her daughter was feeling that pressure. She was the one person that could, could continue on the legacy. She had the skill. She had the time. She had the ability. And she stepped into that role. I mean, imagine the stresses of that, of literally stepping into running a very busy, successful restaurant. Indifferent, because although she may have grown up in and out of the restaurant, it's a totally different thing when you're running it, when it's all on you. So she needed to hear that through her mom. She needed to hear 
that it's okay if she doesn't want to keep it going, if she wants to change gears. And the other messages that he gave for his wife, you know, there was a feeling of a sigh of relief a little bit, like, okay. And the other thing, too, that, oh my gosh, totally, even like right now I get, I'm getting a little teary about it. And my voice is a little squeaky because I'm getting over a cold. But there's so many times that we don't realize, especially with our spouses and people that are that have a relationship. And actually, I shouldn't even I shouldn't even narrow it down to just spouses because this can be any relationship that you have in your life, your children, your spouse, um, your parents. We forget that although we're in a partnership, we still are also individuals. And we have our own life and we have our own goals and aspirations and challenges and things that we have to um, work through ourselves. And we're kind of going on this journey with these partnerships that we have. And this man um, very clearly was feeling and I remember and it brought me again to another um, gallery that I remember doing of the same type of thing that came through. This man wanted to make sure that his wife would move forward being happy. And he was sincerely apologizing for holding her dreams back because he was a very, um, I don't want to say self-absorbed, but he had, you know, his life revolved around the family business. And that was his passion. And that was the, the motivating factor in all that he did. But he was seeing that, you know, that also might have held the growth of his wife's dreams and aspirations and goals for herself. You know, maybe she wouldn't have chose that. Maybe she would have moved to a different area, done different things. Not necessarily without him, but he was in essence trying to say that he acknowledged and realized that he and his business were like an anchor. And he wanted to make sure that she moved on, knowing that he's sorry that if, if, if he held her back, And it was touching. That was really touching. Because I think we all feel that way sometimes when you stop for a moment. You know, we have to look at like our children and do the same thing. Like, you know, we're, we're the parents and we have all these responsibilities of taking care of our children and raising our children and trying to do everything we can for them. But we also, we don't own them. 
you know, th- we're, we're providing shelter somewhat for a certain time period for maybe the rest of their lives. But we also have to make sure that that we give them that same freedom. Go and explore your life. Go and explore the things that you want to do. I think we all have a tendency to really hold on to to relationships and because we need that we need them but sometimes they might not need us or they might need to take a break and go explore and i know many times in relationships it can be the same thing too you know we were co-companions on this journey but we also have to make sure that we're honoring the partnership that we have, that we're honoring them, and then we're also honoring ourselves. So it, this particular gentleman really brought about all of these um, emotions for, um, you know, for his wife, and and even he was he was pretty funny too because he was kind of directly talking to the whole group. Um, but it made me think about that, and that's why I wanted to share. You know the the legacies that we that we uh, we leave, and I know um, you know many people have come through with you know they leave their house, they leave their their personal items, they leave everything to you know their 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 spouse or their child, and then all of a sudden you know you inherit this. You inherit this person's stuff. And it may not actually be something that you would ever want. And then there lies the guilt and the feeling of, okay, um, wait a minute. So I don't really want this stuff. But, you know, I don't want my, my mother or father or spouse rolling in their grave and pissed off at me because I got rid of their their items. And in some might, you know, some people might, might find that there is, um, their loved one does want them to keep certain things. But the majority that I have uh, communicated with, no, no, they don't. They want you to be happy. I remember this one uh, reading that I did. This wasn't a gallery, but this was a reading. And it, I clearly remember her. And she had inherited her mother's house. And her mother was um, a very eccentric woman. And she had a house full of antiques um, and really neat artifacts and, um, you know, basically almost like a museum. And she had inherited all this in old books. And she knew that this was, you know, her mom's heart and soul was in all of these things. Her mom had a lot of pride in all of these artifacts and and these antiques. And here she inherited them. And she, she didn't know what to do with them. And she was holding on to it. And she was running her own house. And also keeping her mother's house. And she was trying to figure out what to do. 
to sell everything, to put everything in a museum, to put everything, you know, in, in storage. She, she was heartbroken at the, heartbroken at the loss of her mom, but she was also heartbroken at trying to decide what to do. And she sat, um, with me. This was a reading that I, that I did, um, at a salon that I used to travel to. And she just started to just cry because her mom came through and her mom basically said to her, it's just stuff. And when I said that to her, you know, she's telling me it's just stuff. And she started to just bawl. Like the weight of the world just was released. Just was released. And she looked at me and she's like, I so needed to hear that because she was torn. She knows that if she got rid of everything, that she might herself miss those items and we talked about it you know the the pain of her mom's loss was still pretty fresh and that was the suggestion you know she couldn't financially hold on to the house anymore so sell the house and put some of the items that you really feel put them in storage for just a little bit until you're ready to decide but know that your mom It's just stuff. And she doesn't want you to be burdened with it. And that was a very powerful message too. And really that is the message of of all of this today. Is understanding that when you pass, material things don't mean anything anymore. Um... And that is a message right there and something to really ponder and think about. Because in our own lives, we live in the material world. And we do have to look around ourselves and say, okay, I can't take this stuff with me. I can't take this stuff with me. So don't build your life on material things. Don't build your life on that um, obsession of having to have more. The old expression of, I got to keep up with the Jones. Well, that's a real thing. We're constantly bombarded with that. Uh, You know, TV, uh, radio, everything is about sales. Everything is about, you know, having more, having the best, the best of this. You know, er everything is. We live in a world that is all about, you know, working and buying things and upgrading things and having the next best tool, having the next best, um, you know, gadget, having the new and latest phone. But in the reality, none of these things we can take with us. So you have to understand the value of them when you have them. And then the things that reminding yourself to let go of. And I, I might have talked about this before. I don't, I don't remember. Um, but 
I remember having this feeling or this insight way back when a um, relative was passing away and we had time period to visit. And they, you know, he was lying in his bed. Um, this is actually not a blood relative of mine. Um, this was kind of like through through um, marriages and, um, you know, it was a relative in our family, but not, not of blood. And I remember him, you know, laying in his bed and he was in his home and he was going through hospice. And... And I remember the feeling of that reality. Um, he was, at that point, confined to the room. And really, anyone that is going through any kind of illness at the end of their life, and they are uh, bedridden, food doesn't really matter. You know, all of the great dining and the great restaurants and and all of the food that we consume doesn't really matter now because he couldn't eat. All of the, you know, everything with his house and with their house, the rooms, the furniture, the books, the everything that you collect doesn't really matter anymore. You can't even see it because you can't leave the room. And I know that this sounds like a morbid thing to be discussing, but you're, you know, at that point you're laying there and you have your thoughts. You know, what does somebody have at the end of their life? They have their thoughts and they have their heart. They have the emotions and the feelings of what's in their heart, who they love they care about, what value they have for their life, how they lived it, and they have the thought, their thoughts of all those things. And that's really, I guess in some ways, the goal of to be, if that should be how you know, our passing is going to be to be at peace. To be able to kind of be at that place to say, yeah, I've ate some really great things. I've, I've had some really good food. I've loved a lot of really wonderful people. I've had a lot of great experiences in my life. I have a, I've had a lot of great connections and wisdom. And I was a good person. And my heart feels good. And of course, we always have things that we want to do and wish we had done and could do. And, um, you know, you just can't do everything in, in your life. Maybe you can. But most of us feel, you know, yeah, we're always going to have things. Man, you know, I wish when I was when I was in high school, I wish that I had did this. I studied more. Or I wish I had did that career. I, and we all have those things. But when you think about that particular time, it's really important to be at peace. Again, it's just stuff. And some of us will never have that time period because there may be that 
instance where we're not dying of an illness and something sudden happens. And all of a sudden that happens where you don't have that time to reflect and to think about, oh my gosh, you know, is everything okay? Did I leave everything okay? So it just brings about a lot of discussions, a lot of things to think about. But this man coming through, I felt had something important to share with you, is that topic of our stuff and the burdens that our stuff may actually leave onto those that we're passing it on to, whether it's our spouse, a family member, a child, um, you know, whoever it may be. You know, what are you leaving behind and wanting to make sure that they know that it is okay to keep it if you want to or to let it go? So thank you for walking with me today while I share this story from this gallery. And as I said, you can always find me at karentatro.com. I'm all over Facebook. That is my website. And I host a lot of events that are open to the public. Galleries, readings, workshops, paranormal investigations, psychic fairs. Doing kind of a lot of traveling in New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Vermont, Connecticut, and hopefully soon in Maine. Have yourself a great day. Thank you.